Peace and thank you, family, for tuning into Creative Habits Podcast. I'm your host, Philip Anthony. And I'm your co-host, Indigo. We're based in Washington, D.C. with leading discussions on topics surrounding pop culture, business, lifestyle, and art with an occasional guest appearance within the creative and entrepreneurial industry. What's up, beautiful people? Welcome to another episode of Creative Habits Podcast. How you doing today, my love? I'm well. How are you? I can't complain. So today's topic is a very interesting one. We, um, I think all of us in humankind deal with this topic in some way, form, or fashion, and that topic is ego. What exactly is an ego? So... An ego is a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. To have an ego is essential to our being. It will define who we are and how we connect with others. The ego becomes an issue when it becomes overpowering. Everyone has an ego, whether big or small. All people have an ego. There are various definitions of ego. But simply put, it is a sense of self-identity and self-satisfaction. It helps you recognize your identity, assert yourself, and put your plans into action. However, it is important to be conscious of how your ego influences your decision-making. If you remember a time when you did or said something that had a negative outcome, it was your misguided ego. Being aware of your ego can go a long way in improving your relationships with others as well as yourself. I have found that when I become more self-aware, I become happier. So how does the ego work? Your ego's job is to make you feel important. Its survival depends on it. Unfortunately, this means your ego has to fight and defend itself. It is. It seems counterintuitive, but negative circumstances are necessary for the ego to do anything, worry, or change. So when you are happy, everything is perfect. Your ego already looking for topics to create drama or a hook. The ego does not live in the current moment. It is true that the only present moment exists and the past and future only exist in the mind. But the ego wants to think about the past and the future. This means thinking about things that have gone wrong in the past or that may go wrong in the future. Whenever you take something personally, it is usually the work of your ego. So how can ego harm you? Your ego keeps you out of the present moment. Imagine spending your whole life looking back at the past and the future. Eventually, you realize that everything you've ever been in the everything you ever been in the present moment. This is how ego recognizes when it kicks in. So, have you ever hated a successful person? Do you compare yourself to others? Are you in the spotlight? Do you like to talk about other people's shortcomings? Have you ever thought that you are showing virtue somehow moral you are? 
Have you ever looked down on someone who didn't try as hard as you did? Do you think you're smarter or better than others? Mm. Having an ego and feeling important is perfectly acceptable. However, the ego needs to be controlled. Making you a victim, an outsider, or making you feel superior to others to justify your actions creates problems. These things make you unhappy. Your ego fights this and seeks trouble in the past and future to protect itself. I'd like to combat it. It opposes your ability to find tranquility. Your ego needs an adversary. Adversary. Oh. That's fine. Keep on. Your ego needs an adversary. It's a situation or problem that makes you feel great or makes you feel better. This presents us from enjoying life and accepting things as they are. But you can learn to accept things by noticing that your ego is getting in the way and gently balancing things out. So let's discuss. What did you um, take from that? Those those bullet points. Noticing traits within myself that have been egotistical. Um, And I know that we all have a sense of ego, but how big or small it is indicates at what point you're at Mm. (laughs) the scale of the ego. So how has ego led you in your life's journey so far? In many directions, just like we all evolve as people and sometimes we make mistakes and sometimes we don't. Mm. But I do notice that from the education that I received growing up, I had a view of the world that was very different from when I came to the States Mm. and actually learned about my history. But in those both, both of those instances, I realized that whatever was embedded in me educationally defined how I would view the world Mm. and it could be coming from a place of judgment Mm. from someone that didn't experience something that I had experienced so kind of like you know how you're growing up and you're raised to be a certain way by your parents Mm. and then your view of the world is subconsciously or consciously a reflection of how they instilled certain values within you perspectives perspectives within you but when you meet someone else who's never been in that circum- circumstance or situation, you can take it one way or you can take it the other. Mm. Your ego is like, well, you don't know anything because I learned it this way. Mm. Whereas you miss an opportunity to actually ignore the ego and be open-minded into what somebody else has to share. So has your ego ever helped you or gave you an advantage in life? Yes. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think everyone has. Because we, we all have egos, but it, it depends on how we use it, right? Mm. To an extent, everybody has an ego. Um, I think that there is a difference between confidence and ego. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. Where confidence doesn't require ego, but ego requires confidence. So ego is almost a front or a facade, whereas confidence, you don't require anything. You don't acquire approval for anyone or a sense of being seen or feeling a certain way. You just are exuding Mm. something that you don't need acceptance from. You already know you're enough. 
Whereas the ego always battles in questioning what the surrounding factors are in order for them to present themselves as what they are. That's an interesting take. (laughs) What are your thoughts on it? I think that ego protects that child within us. Mm -hmm. Ego is the armor that covers our insecurities that's either um, brought to us within the outside world or the insecurities that we see within ourselves. Ego is a very important aspect of our existence. You know, ego helps push, well, me personally, ego helps push me to strive for better. Ego helps me um, Ego Okay let's say for instance You're on the treadmill right And you're jogging And You're 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes in And you suddenly hit that wall And you want to stop But that ego For me personally Pushes me forward And creates I don't want to say a, a alternate personality, but it brings out that drive within me to push past that wall. An and alter ego. Not alter ego. Mm-hmm. That's the, a different thing. But okay. it, it pushes me to go forward. So what is that ego? How would you describe that so I can understand or visualize what you're saying? Ego is that person that we wish we are that comes out in different circumstances like see I'm not a very um, social person but that ego helps me to be social in different circumstances that's very interesting because I think that's the opposite where you believe that you're not social but your ego is telling you that you're not social So you minimize your ability to break through that wall and label yourself as such. But it depends on the person, right? I mean, I I, I see and I agree with what you're saying, but I think it's the opposite, too. I think if some people aren't social, some people are, they rather be by themselves or some people rather stick to their, you know, very small and tight circles. But... In our circumstance, we have a podcast. We talk to various different artists. You know, I don't see myself as a very well-spoken guy, but just having this podcast, this platform, and talking to different artists, um, my ego helped me develop that muscle Mm. that wasn't, you know, always utilized as an adult. You know, some kids, like our son, he's a very social person. He was born with that. I don't want. I wouldn't say that's um, a negative aspect of his ego. I, I would say that's a very positive aspect. You know, he's confident. You know, ego. Ego has a bad rap, is what I'm trying to say. Ego has a bad rap, but I feel that ego is that armor, that shield that protects that little kid or that 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 person within that. That person within us, our being within us from the outside world, 
I love that explanation. And I'm not disagreeing with you, but mm. it's very funny how you can look at ego from different sides or different views. Mm -hmm. And I think about what you said about it being a shield, yeah. where it's like an armor, but it's like you're protecting yourself from the world or you're protecting yourself from yourself. Both. With the shield. No, I'm saying, yeah. but that, that's how it plays out. Because I also think that when you are able to remove the ego, you can challenge yourself. Mm. to like speak up or try new things like you do on the podcast mm. you're not a social person but you let go of your ego in order to do your job whether it's negative but i'm saying like you yeah. let go of that ability of having a shield and opening your making yourself vulnerable enough mm. to not expect anything and not have a shield but you're trusting yourself to do something that you're not normally accustomed to doing or that you're used to being programmed as I agree. I agree. You know, it's it's a it's a self esteem thing mm -hmm. too, though. Absolutely. You know? um, ego can help you understand who you are as a person. You know, and it can also push you. But mm -hmm. I believe that, like they said, and and unchecked ego can be very toxic. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. it can create an overconfidence within yourself or you know, within your decisions. But I think being conscious of your egoness, if that's it, even a word, um, is important. Absolutely. Because all, all emotions, you know, we were full of, full of infinite amount of emotions. And I think all these emotions require a balance. You know, everything requires a balance. We are downloaded with these emotions with this information for a purpose mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i guess it's it's to us it's, it's for us individually to figure out what that purpose is absolutely i agree with you 100 percent, and i feel like it's up to us as people as to how we center our ego mm -hmm. because like you said there could be a point where you're ego becomes a negative mm -hmm. or toxic situation but it's up to you to figure out or define how you navigate within mm -hmm. your ego mm -hmm. or how you navigate as a person knowing that it can go left or right exactly i was listening to um mike tyson has a podcast called hot boxing right mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure a lot of our listeners have heard it before but he was saying he was stating that um, there's this big movement of you know death of the ego you know what I mean and he didn't necessarily agree with that he said without his ego he wouldn't be where he is today you know it's like life is a test we go through trials and tribulations you know we have to learn from our mistakes we have to learn from our failures and and build upon those and become better people. You know, Absolutely. and without him going through that, without him being, you know, the, one of the best, if not the best heavyweight boxers in the world going, rising to the top and falling and then, and then, you know, rising back up like a phoenix. Like it takes incredibly strong willpower and ego and understanding that you you're not your past. You're not your future. 
you know you are you in the present Mm -hmm. and accepting that is is understanding that is a constant learning experience uh, the key word for me when we started this was self-esteem and Mm self-importance if we didn't have that positive aspect of ego that you're speaking of i don't think we would have had a lot of people in our well now that it's back history i want to bring it up but um all these brilliant minded people that live in a space that didn't accept them but they had to have an understanding of their own self-importance mm-hmm. to accomplish the things that they accomplished and to know without the validation of others that they were enough mm-hmm. one of those going back to before mike tyson we had Muhammad Ali, right. I am the greatest. I'm, you know, like things that he set forth for himself to know that he was able to come. We have Malcolm X, we have Marcus Garvey, mm-hmm. all of these people that were in cir- circumstances where it was obviously promoted or instilled to believe that black people could not accomplish anything mm-hmm. or could not be something. And we have all these greats yeah. that use their ego in a favor that managed to not only be. Um, it was humble, you know, because I, I feel like you can be an arrogant, egotistical person or you can use it to be of self-importance, but you're not bragging or mm-hmm. bringing anybody down mm-hmm. while you're projecting that energy. Mm-hmm. That makes a good leader, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, often good leaders are good listeners. You know, um, there's a... Um, little thing in the bible you know when moses freed um the slaves from the pharaoh right they went to the desert and the people who were free started bickering with each other and moses said all right just come to me and i will um you know settle things mm. and then one of moses i think it was his, his father or his uncle or whatever not his father it's one of his uh peers was like if you keep settling all these problems, right, you're going to be the same Pharaoh that you just freed the people from. So Moses and him broke it down. It's like, okay, well, if you guys have problems, try to settle it in the house first. And if you can't settle it in the house first, talk to your elders. You know, see if they can settle it. And they, and if they can't settle it, talk to, like, a... Uh, I guess, lack for a better term, a, a governor or counselor, you know. But the idea was to encourage the community to settle their differences first, you know, instead of relying on one person. Yeah. You know, and that takes um, a very humble ego to come to terms with that. Um, stemming back to personal examples, how do you feel your ego has showed up negatively and positively? All the time. All the time. For example. Um, just getting out of my own way. Mm. You know, getting out of my head. Um, meditation and, 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 and working out and, you know, understanding my body and how it functions and, and, and taking time to breathe. It brought in my perspective a lot, you know. Um, instead of trying to be, it's, I used to get really frustrated with people mm-hmm. because I thought 
why can't they just see it my way? You know, I'm a very logical person, but a lot of people aren't <clears throat> as logical. They they are based more on emotion and, and response instead of, you know, um, it's just being hum- humble enough to understand that everyone has their own path and we're not all the same, mm. you know, and being patient that's the word i was looking for being patient you know because i'm not always right you know Mm -hmm. it's having i I feel like you should be able to have a conversation with anybody if it's outside your race if it's outside your religion if it's outside of your your tribe you should be able to talk to anybody and gain perspective because you might learn something that you missed right you know and that takes it took me to humble my ego and say, okay, I'm, I don't know everything. I don't, I don't know shit, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, so. And another thing that calmed me down, too, is, you know, us having our child. Mm-hmm. You know, learning patience for him, even though he does, you know, grind our gears here and there. But he's a child. Three years is not a long time on this planet. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a long time on this planet. And still virtually everything is new mm-hmm. you know every situation going on a plane for the first time uh meeting new people understanding that you can't be friendly to everybody like mm-hmm. everything is new i think the problem with us is that everything is so connected we we have different influences whether it's the media or social media or you know our peers but we lost sight of seeing the world through the child's eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, where everything is new. You know, we've grown too tall that, that we think we know everything, you know, but we, we don't see our roots anymore. I kind of like that analysis. And I've been on the topic of parenting, thinking about how there are two major rite of passages that you go through as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I think one of them is like, you know, being in a relationship or being in a long-term relationship and like learning how somebody is, Mm. but then also being a parent because you have expectations of how you're gonna parent or not, but it becomes reality and Mm. things don't function how you anticipated being. But I noticed how a, a huge must for me in how we raised our son is like not talking at him, Mm. but actually trying to have a conversation or understanding or having him repeat what I'm telling him to do so I know that he's heard me, Mm. but not, I kind of feel like when I have conversations, I'm not towering over him. I kneel to his level. So he, we, you know, we see eye to eye rather than it being, you know, I'm just like shouting these demands. Mm. Or if there's an opportunity to reprimand, I always try to revisit it so we can have a conversation about what just happened. So, like, are you clear? Like, this is why, mm. you know, we set these boundaries for you. Or this is why we don't want you to jump on the couch mm. <laughs> because you'll get hurt. But giving room for him to also see why something is wrong rather than just saying no and not having explanation. Um, that was hard for me because the way that I was raised was very different. Like, you know, you can't talk back. You can't do mm-hmm. this, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And... 
I don't want to put a child in its place, but I want to just raise a human being that is protected and loved, but is capable of being who they are freely mm. without feeling that they can't. Mm. So you think about that is growing up, you know, as an only child, um, you were that for, you know, a couple years until you had siblings, right? 11 years until <laughs> you had siblings. That's long enough to remember, no? It's, it's just, it's interesting that, you know, I had a, a huge yard growing up as a kid. You know, the, my backyard was like a, Your playground. a place for <laughs> infinite imagination and, mm-hmm. and possibilities and seeing things in a different way and exploring I think that's extremely important for kids to explore, you know, not only their own um, imagination, but explore their emotions and explore, um, you know, different community settings and and being open to the world instead of us creating... Sheltering or... Creating too this, many barriers. Yeah, this wind tunnel of 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 strictness, if, mm-hmm. if I want to say that. But but kids should be able to go out and explore and, and and figure out who they are and what they want, you know. And yes, we can guide. Fire is hot. You want to touch fire? You want to feel it? But I told <laughs> you, I told you first, don't do it. But you know. Um, don't climb that tree when you're going to scratch your legs up. You're going to break your, your legs or whatever, your ankles or whatever. remember one day, it was a side story. My mother told me not to go outside and get in trouble or get hurt, right? Because it was a Redskins game. Excuse me. Uh, um, the Commanders. Com- Commanders game, right? So there's this huge hill um, in my old neighborhood. And... I had this bike. It was a mongoose. Like, I, I was in love with this bike. <laughs> so, the bike was, the hill was too steep for me to ride the bike up. So, I would walk it up there, and then I would ride the bike down the hill. And, um, di- disregarding what my mother said, she told me not to do something because something was going to happen, and we was going to get stuck in traffic, and this, that, and the third. So, what did I do? I went up that hill. I rolled down that hill, standing on the seat of that joint, <laughs> standing on the seat of the bike or the mongoose, hands up <laughs> while I'm going down, doing like some, some X Games mode, right? So I was good until I got to the bottom of the hill and hit like a bump or a rock or whatever. I don't know what it was. I hit the rock. The bike flew one way, and I flew over the handlebars, did a flip, and landed on my wrist, right? And I broke my wrist. So I went home. She said, you did something, didn't you? I said, yeah, my wrist is broke. She looked at it. The joint was hanging like this. I still got a scar somewhere on it, but it was hanging. And, um... She was like, all right, I told you not to go out there, but you didn't listen to me. I guess you had to learn the hard way, and I definitely learned the hard way. We went to the hospital, stood in traffic for like two hours. She cursed me out the whole way. 
But um, I got the cast on, and I had the cast on for like six or seven months. But it was extremely fun and freeing, and I don't, it's hard to explain the freedom you feel when you're a child on a weekend and you ain't got school the next day and you're just chilling and you know you're just outside. You outside. It's the summertime. You outside, and. Yes, I did something I wasn't supposed to, but I think I had to experience that. I had to experience what a broken bone feels like so I don't go up that hill and do it again. Mm. You know, I had to experience uh, climbing trees and scratching my legs up and, you know, um, swatting wasp nests and, and running from wasps as a child. Like, I had to experience that, you know, that those memories not only instilled like a a sense of what's the word I'm looking for a sense of not solitude but a sense of self a sense of of of, of going back and be like damn I did that as we get older we lose that we lose that mystery we lose that wonder we lose that sense of freedom You know, I don't know whether it's because we're forced to go to school, we're forced to go to college, we're forced to get married at a certain age, we're we're taught to um, get a car at a certain age, we're taught to, you know, um, spend a certain amount of money on a house, like we're taught to be in debt, and that debt is so crushing that we lose that sense of wonder. Mm. You know, when we lose that sense of freedom, the first time I, I want to say the first time, but one time I felt that freedom is when we went to New York. How so? Because I didn't have to worry about anything. It, nothing was on your mind. I felt the same way, actually. Yeah. That in New Orleans, like literally, I could care less about yeah, what like was you, happening. You're not worried about bills. You're not worried about what you have to do the next day. You're not worried about going to work. You, you just feel free. You know, I felt that, and and when we went to London, I just felt like free. We can do whatever we want out here. Mm. You know, and we lose that as we get older. And I think that ego within us is trying to fight for that that freedom, whether it be toxic or. You know, just creating these circumstances that I need more confidence when I'm speaking to people. I need to be more social. You know what I mean? I think that's interesting. Whether it's negative or positive, the goal is to be free. To be free. So whether you're feeling trapped or whether you're feeling like you need your ego as a crutch (laughs) to Mm. put on a facade of your loneliness, your unhappiness, your whatever, the ultimate goal is to be free. Mm. And I think we don't live in a world that guides us or supports freedom Mm. it supports the opposite yeah yeah i do like with your story just thinking about my own experiences and i know the most thing that i battle with the most um that i put my ego in check constantly and sometimes it comes out like when they messed up your food and i had to go back Mm. (laughs) but i 
have a temper and it's very controlled, but if I do not control my ego, it comes out in ways that is hurtful, mm-hmm. not only to others, but to myself, mm-hmm. because I recognize where it's stemming from. So I, I always believe like your ego is a result of your upbringing mm-hmm. or is a result of whatever it is that you're trying to protect yourself that happened in your childhood. Trauma. Trauma based or not, but just like how you were raised pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I know that I live in an environment where I was around someone with a very short temper with me. But rather than acknowledging that I would never do that again, I inherited that temper. Mm-hmm. And I constantly have to, like when I get to that point, I'm like, wait a minute, why, why are you doing this? Mm-hmm. Or like, why are you feeling this way? Because when I can acknowledge or understand why I'm feeling that way, then I can check myself and be like, all right, you know what? Just breathe. Mm. Or let it go. Don't say anything, you know? So that's a constant, like, it's a constant battle for me to check myself. And I think that's what it is about, right? Mm. Like, recognizing when your ego can go left and just hold up, wait a minute, let me take a step back. Or hold up, wait a minute, I'm not right. Mm. I don't have to be right. Let me hear the other perspective. That's another thing where I always felt like I'm right, you know? And... I, I'm, you mentioned before that you could relate to that, but taking a step back and being like, you know what? It's not about you. Hear the other perspective. There's always a different story to anything. Yeah. And just allowing that space to be humble in order to move past it. Mm-hmm. Anger stems from somewhere. Happiness stems from somewhere. So it both needs that level of acknowledgement to be like, hold up, why am I feeling this way? Mm-hmm. Let me put myself in check. And it's interest, interesting you said that, you know, because I could re- relate, you know, with, with work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I have a environment that's a tad bit embracing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people in this environment who um, look down and judge and try to control because they feel like they don't have any control over themselves. That's that ego. Which is ego. (laughs) Now, I can go two ways, right? I could let the negative, toxic part of my ego pop up pop up and just bash that face in, right? (laughs) Or I can go the opposite way and when I'm confronted with confrontation, I can just smile and speak calmly. And I think that's more, way more effective because certain people out here, right, with toxic ego, ego toxicity, they will do or say certain things to entice a response um, in people because they don't feel anything. That's the only way they feel something. Is if they become a nuisance to the other individual. Not that is that they want to drink some of your energy. They don't feel anything within it. They're empty. Babe, that's scary. They're empty like, like a vampire, right? In order for a vampire to live, they have to drink 
the life source, the blood, right? But think of it as an energy type thing. There's people out there that start arguments, that find negatives in situations that's not really anything there, mm-hmm. just to entice that opposite person to react a certain way or make them feel bad or make them feel angry just so they can get that energy projected towards them back. Just so they can feel something because nothing's there. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. It was very interesting. It's really interesting kind of like dissecting into the meaning of the ego and like stemming from examples of ego and mm. things like that. Is there anything else you feel like you need to share about it? Everything requires balance. Um, every human human emotion mm. requires balance. Um, you can't have night without day. You can't have um seeds without soil you know you can't have positive energy without negative energy everything mm-hmm. requires balance and um understanding that bath understanding that knowledge and and building upon that is important that's all i gotta say well said Right. <laughs> All right, guys, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, comment. Um, if you're an artist, just reach out to us. We would love to speak with you about what you do. And um, yeah, man, this is a community. Let's talk. Love is love.